Hello, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akerd, and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams. So today on the show, I've got Gabriella Rosie, who is the creator of the Bad Bitch Affirmation Cards. If you follow me on Instagram, you've definitely seen them, and they're amazing. And she's also an amazing artist. So we're talking about the the power of just creating without an expectation of money and how when you just create the things you want to create you get rewarded for them and how on Instagram you just have to show up as the way you want to show up I guess and not think about what other people think of you because nobody is thinking about you and that's amazing. So this episode is brought to you by my new book How to Manifest Anything which is available for purchase on Amazon, and you can find the link on my website by going to kimacrig.com slash manifest dash anything. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. All right, so what is your morning ritual? I actually don't really have a morning ritual. <laughs> and I always listen to so many podcasts, and even like I love going to websites where people like list out their really beautiful, elaborate morning rituals, but... I just don't have one. I've tried different things. My morning ritual now is pretty much have a cup of tea, sit in the sun, I'll read a book, I'll have my journal and write things out, like make a loose plan for the day. But I like to just be really, really slow in the mornings. I'll eventually make it to the gym and yoga. But yeah, I don't usually start working properly until about two o'clock in the afternoon. Then I go quite late. So mornings are just me like, slowly like waking up to the world being like really easy with myself and um yeah I feel like I found that quite difficult to do like early on in like self-employment just because like you're meant to like wake up and like get on the grind and it's very much like the entrepreneurial spirit so it's been kind of a journey like allowing myself to be like oh like I'm actually allowed to like do things that just like feel good for me or like the way that I want to structure my day is the way that I can structure my day so it's definitely been a learning process to not feel lazy doing that and just like allow myself to have my slow gentle mornings I'm such a Taurus absolutely love that I feel like when you work for yourself you're like oh my god I can do things when I feel like doing them <laughs> literally <laughs> no, okay we don't have to do it nine to five cool <laughs> yeah because I'm like that's the whole reason you want to work for yourself but then also you're like um is someone gonna get mad at me for like not opening mails until like who knows when really deeply ingrained and like I guess yeah with like opening emails and being available to people like that is largely like how our society runs but a lot of the freedom in being self-employed and making our own jobs is so we can figure out how we want to spend our days and like being committed to our own vision of what we want that to be enough to be like not this is how I'm gonna do it and that's still being a really professional person but it's having like working to my power and I know that like <laughs> anything I do before like two o'clock is just going to be me like dancing around in like a floaty state like with no focus at all so it's it's just the best to like allow yourself to figure out what you want to be doing yeah totally because sometimes before I used to be like oh you have to be on this strict schedule and then I realized I was like look when I feel like it, I'll get to the emails and then I'll be in a better mood to answer the emails instead of me just being like, you have to do it now. <laughs> you need to add like an automatic response to be like, 
on our emails like when I feel like it I'll get to it in the nicest possible way <laughs> you expect a reply within 48 hours but we won't know when <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> so good all right so tell me a little bit about your journey like how did you get into doing what you do and Definitely. Yeah. I actually, so going way, way back, I had a fashion blog and I had a, um, my own jewelry business when I was in university. So I studied psychology, but I've always been like a creative person, I guess. Um, and always wanted to have like a creative outlet to do stuff. So I started a jewelry brand. I also made clothes and I ran that alongside university and Honestly, by the end of my degree, I was spending way more time <laughs> on my shop and learning about business and getting really into like my creative side rather than like studying. There's <laughs> 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 a lot. Um, yeah, and then after university, I moved to London to, for five years and kind of the creative side just like floated away a little bit. I didn't devote enough time to it because I was living like this new life and was so excited by so many new things and. I think largely got distracted by a lot of new things as well. And yeah, I was working an office job that was actually pretty fun, but like wasn't necessarily like where I felt like really powerful or really like myself. And yeah, from doing that, I think I just got this like need to start. It just starts bubbling. It starts rising. If you, if you want to be creative or you want to do something or you have the energy within you, I'd don't think there's anything you can really do from stopping it from screaming at you every now and again if you ignore it completely um and I was really lucky at the time living in London because I could spend like my weekends and every evening after work going around these ridiculous galleries that had the most beautiful art in the world in them just starting to soak in and figure out like how much of a part of my life it actually is um yeah, and I can remember just going to an art shop one weekend, buying a ton of paints, and I'd never really painted on canvas before or in that way. And gradually, I just started spending all of my time just painting and making things and started sharing it online again, which is something that I hadn't done in a really long time. And yeah, it just, it just grew into this really big, beautiful thing. And it just became more and more important than all the other things in my life and started to take the place of all of those. Um, it was a big time of me, I guess, on my own like journey of self-actualization as well of figuring out what I want to be doing, how I want to be spending my time, what kind of person I want to do. And I realized that a lot of that, like, I realized that I can create the work I want to create and I can create the life I want to create kind of at the same time, figuring out like, whoa, there's so much like freedom in this. Like, I don't have to live by anything. I can just make it up as I go, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then I also got really, really bored of being cold. So <laughs> I came back to Australia, um, loving the sunshine mm -hmm. and the freedom of not living in a giant city that's, you know, costs a lot of freaking money to pay your rent and just be able to survive gave me the freedom to not have to have a job and be able to play with these ideas and play with the things that I wanted to just devote some time to just messy messy play and getting my ideas out figuring something out from them which is really quite a big luxury <laughs> mm. uh, yeah and I don't know it kind of was unraveled from there I hate when people say that but <laughs> everything in hindsight you can see like oh that made sense from that and that made sense from that but at the time it just and largely still feels like I don't know what the f I'm doing but like <laughs> It's, it's working. I can feel like momentum constantly building, which is really beautiful. And 
yeah, all of the work I'm doing now, when I look back, it's things that I was always inspired by, like from when I was like a young teenager, it's things that I was always super duper interested in and like themes in my own work that are still, I'm still painting the same stuff really, but just I've got a little bit better. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess as I came into like my own journey of like self-development and getting obsessed with the business side of things, um, I started moving on to themes of like using the affirmations, which is largely like interlaced in all of my work as well. Um, Yeah. And just being really excited about the concept of people being able to create their own lives and create their own source of income and just what that means like in today's world in today's landscape and how I'm just so like I just feel so lucky to be alive at a time when we can literally create a job doing whatever we want we're in a very 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 privileged position that we have access to all the resources pretty much for free to make something happen like I'm not going to say that it's easy because it's it's definitely not easy but like it's available to us and like I cannot like I cannot let that opportunity go without making the most most of it yeah, I think it's really important to like encourage other people to do that as well. And yeah, help people like realize like how available it is for them to be doing what they want, like waking up slowly and having the kind of days that they want to have and making the stuff that they want and how important it is for the stuff that they make to even be seen by other people as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like it's so important because so many people I see them complaining about like, oh, like Instagram's so hard to manage and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's free. Do you know how like amazing it is that you have a platform where you can literally reach the whole world for free? Like no one's saying it's going to be easy, but it's like the fact that you even have this access is so amazing. And even with like, I mean, you see a lot of like the change of the algorithm and people riffing on that. Like, Mm. yeah, like it is hard to get your post seen, but you're not paying for it. Like it's (laughs) such a good resource. And like, if people want to see your post, they will see your post. If you're making stuff that like resonates with people, they will seek you out to find your posts. And yeah, there's so many other ways to share. There's even like this wave of people doing a beautiful podcast like this as well. Like, there's way more expansive things to do than just Instagram. Like you can't rest on one of these things because they, we don't own them at the end of the day. So we, they don't owe us anything. Like yeah, it's, exactly. I love it, but like Instagram doesn't owe me anything. hundred <laughs> percent. And I think also it's like, if you have content that people find valuable, people will seek you out and they will keep paying attention to what you're doing. Like it's not, not saying it's not going to be effort, but it's like if you have something to share and other people find it valuable, like those people will find you. For sure. And I think figuring that out takes a really long time because yeah, even looking back on like what I was making like a year ago or something where I thought like I was doing really well and sharing really good stuff. Now I can see that like oh, like I needed to just change it in this way and like it would resonate with so many more people or be so much more valuable. Like there's nothing you can do from that apart from just learn. Like you can easily go on and like imitate what other people are doing, but like they already exist. They're only doing it. Like it, with anything, with creating anything, it's just the journey of figuring out like 
what's the way you can create in the most concentrated way that is you that people like will want to see regardless of what platform it's on and like what time of day you post it people will want to see it if it's like if it's the really really good shit and that's yeah. that's, the, that's the end of it a hundred percent and I feel like for me like your art just resonates so much because I feel like your message is like so unique in the way that you present it and it's just like so beautiful and I absolutely love it Thank you. I really appreciate that. But yeah, if you scroll through, like, you'll see that, like, th the message is pretty much the same from, like, years ago. And, like, mm. the things that I'm saying are quite a lot similar, but it's just, like, distilling it down and, like, understanding it more in my own way as well so I can speak it clearer, 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 <laughs> clearer. Um, yeah and that's not on anybody but me like that's not on my followers to be like dude why weren't you liking this like <laughs> two years ago it's like no I wasn't ready yet I wasn't ready to like show it in the way yet oh 100% and I think people like they always see people at like they're like they're middle like they don't see the beginning and so I think there's this idea people are like oh I should be better than I am but it's like the only way you will be better is by literally just doing it over and over and over and that's how you and get there it's so hard to learn <laughs> <laughs> why am I not Andy Warhol yet guys <laughs> <laughs> right because it's like you you can delete everything you don't want people to see so people like have this idea that you like have always been as good as they see you are like they didn't see the years it took to get to where you are totally totally <laughs> um the other day you posted on your stories about creating art without like the expectation of monetizing it and i think that's like such an important message so maybe can you speak to that a bit definitely this is one of my favorite subjects to talk about ever yeah. <laughs> um yeah art and money are basically these two things that are so so like intertwined like you can't really talk about one without really talking about the other and they're also like two of the most controversial topics that we can ever speak about as well like everyone has a totally different opinion on them and what they mean um and how they should be created and endless endless things and i really love making money from art i really love that and i don't feel bad saying that like i think that what i make is valuable and i think what other people make is valuable and they should be given money for it in a really good way like the starving artist stereotype is absolute bullcrap and i will not like allow myself to fall victim to that and i don't think other people should either if you're making things that are valuable and people want then you deserve to get paid for them as much as someone will in any other service a lot of it comes down to like if we feel that like we enjoy something, it feels weird sometimes if we like allow people to pay us for it. It kind of feels like you cheat in the system, but I don't really want to live in a society where everyone hates their jobs. So I want people to get paid for doing the stuff that they really like. And yeah, so I love to make things with the intention of like, I'm going to sell this and I'm going to make money from it. And it's going to fuel me to be able to make more things. And I'm totally okay with saying that. But at the same time, I think, if you constantly are creating things just with a means for other people to see them, not necessarily just about making money from them, but if you're making something just to share on Instagram, because you know it's going to get a certain amount of likes, then you're not making it from like the pure place that it would originally come from. You're making it and then you're editing it. And when you do things like that, then that's kind of diluting your message and it's not going to reach the people as strongly as you want it to reach them. And it's just not going to, it's not going to resonate on the level that it, it has the option to when we when we make things and we give ourselves the freedom to just get messy and just like create something just because it feels 
really, really good to just make something. Like that could be making a piece of art or that could be making a cake or what, whatever, whatever you're making. If you're making it just for the, the actual process of it, that's where you get the real joy from it. And I think if you're constantly creating something and thinking about this end outcome and oh, how much money is it going to make? And like, is this going to cut my rent check for the week? Then you're adjusting it and you're never going to make it to the best that it could be. It's going to be an edited, diluted version, which in the end won't actually make you as much money as well, which is like this really tricky system when, yeah, when you're in, when a struggling place, like a few years ago when I was like, oh, shit, I need to like, <laughs> I need to get hard to be like no I'm gonna make something for the purity that it is in my heart (laughs) that's hard to do but it's so so important to do it to create things like that and to have things like I'll make things that will never like they'll never be shown to anybody else that I'll just make them for the sake of me making them and it's I think it's vital to have that practice in every single person's life regardless of what if they ever intend to monetize what they're making or not it's just it's become sort of a way of self-development and a way of really understanding yourself and you can't you can't come to understand yourself at a really deep level if you're figuring out how you can make money off that as well yeah absolutely like it's such an interesting like dichotomy of like just creating stuff because you want to create it and then usually that will lead to someone wanting to pay for pay you for it but you can't just create with the intention of like I'm going to get someone to buy this <laughs> exactly it's kind of like when you're creating you have to put the blinkers on a little bit mm. to just be like I'm just making stuff and I think what how you do that like it's difficult to be like just make stuff and don't worry about the money that'll come from it because like people will worry oh, <laughs> people, people want to make money like that's not a bad thing but I think it comes to having the freedom of just making lots and lots of stuff mm. when you when you get really like specified and like I'm making this one thing and that one thing is going to make me x amount of money that's when you get really narrowed down and like you get too stuck into your art as your job or whatever it's going to like get monetized as but when you're able to just be like freely creating so so much stuff then there's so much output you're being so prolific that it's like oh cool this one thing can just be this and this really fun thing I'm playing with and this one thing can be maybe it's going to lead to something else I think having the freedom and like the confidence in yourself to just act on your ideas and make something from them because like you've got this idea and it feels really exciting and it feels really fun and that's good enough to act on it. It doesn't need to have like an end goal when you begin. Absolutely. I think it's like one of the biggest things you can do for yourself is like give yourself the space and the time to just do something because you think it will be fun to do it without like a goal or something attached to it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm absolutely obsessed with the affirmation cards you created. Can you tell me a bit about the process to making them and how it all came about definitely definitely like they even yeah they started exactly in that way where like I had no intention at all to create a deck of affirmation cards that was never like one of the things I ever had a dream of doing or he even like had the idea of doing it um 
but I'd always written, like, I'd always made these journals that were kind of like diaries, but I'd draw instead of write them. Mm-hmm. So everything that happened in my day or any way that I was feeling, I'd illustrate it. And that would be my diary for the days. And I'd always fill them with like a lot of words. I love words as much as I love like visual things. Words are also quite a visual element for me. Mm-hmm. So I'd always like scribble out these phrases based on like how I was feeling or how I wanted to feel before I even know that those things were affirmations. <laughs> Affirmations are basically just positive phrases that you say to yourself or like you write down and they they reform your belief system. So they instill in your brain new ideas and new ways for you to see yourself in the world. And I didn't even realize I was doing that. <laughs> so I was writing all these words down and I'd post, I think I used to post like pictures of my sketchbooks onto my Instagram sometimes as well. And people would be like, oh, that's a cute little phrase. So then I started just making like graphics of the words and I'd paint them out and then like edit them really badly. Yeah. <laughs> just terrible. But the idea was still there. Like the concept was still there. Like it looks like crap, but it was still the same idea. And I'd share them and people would really like them. And it was really fun to just make them. And like, I'd still have these words. Like I was making them regardless of if I was sharing them. So that was, yeah, that whole journey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I remember I made some business cards and I really like to put like fun pictures on the back of my business cards and get a little bit extra with them. So I had like this bunch of graphics and images that I'd been making all of these affirmations with. So I just put those on the back of my business cards and had them printed. So when they arrived, my deck of business cards, I guess, was like the first deck of affirmation <laughs> cards, totally by accident. And then, yeah, I remember putting like some pictures up on Instagram and being like, oh my God, guys, my new cards I've got here. Like, I'm going to put these business cards in all of my orders going out. And I think at the time I was just selling art print. So it was like, totally, it wasn't even affirmation related at all. And they were just my business cards. Um, yeah. And literally like, 20 people immediately were like dude these need to be like a deck of cards you need to make these as deck of cards I will totally buy them from you and I was just like okay can I do that (laughs) thing what the hell um but I already have like yeah it's really weird looking back because I already I'd already created a deck of cards but I didn't know it was a deck of cards until people (laughs) told me it was a deck yeah (laughs) yeah so then I was researching printers figuring out how the hell to make a product in that way Mm. when I'd never like imagined it before. And it was very much a case of trial and error Mm. um, of getting things printed and figuring out what they looked like and how I wanted them to look like and how I wanted them to feel. Um, And I did my first print in really inexpensively, really quite basic. The deck was about half the size it is now. And it, it sold out like immediately like in a, a few days like it was completely sold out and I was like oh, okay like, people, like this is the yeah. thing okay like I'm this is really exciting um yeah and I started doing a couple more printings and with every printing I basically edited the design made it a little bit better improved things on it um printed like bigger batches of decks which got really really scary but was really exciting Ooh. as well um yeah it's just been this really beautiful snowballing thing that I have no intention of creating in any means but like it feels super super natural too mm. um yeah and from the first deck so the bad bitch affirmation cards I've created a deck of self-care cards that is the vortex deck and I'm in the mix now of designing a third deck okay. yeah it's like it's just led on to these things and these ideas that like I never knew 
I wanted to make and it was just through the act of just creating like what was was natural for me to the beginning and also listening to my audience and seeing what people want to have as well like Mm. I think as much as we can create in a really insular place and follow like our instincts and things like that we're also like super duper blessed to have like this access online to other people who can literally feed in their ideas and tell us things that they want that we never knew that they'd want like there's a big difference between just listening to what's happening out there and imitating it and then seeing what the people who love your work already want to see more from you and taking that as a cue and being like oh okay cool that the universe through these people is giving me a sign of like this is the lead that I need to follow this is the things that I need to create and yeah I think when you work in unison with all of the output and what's going on with you then it can lead to really really big and beautiful things yeah totally and like just that access to the people who want to purchase you from you is amazing like I feel like there's never been a time in the world where like you had such direct access to the people who wanted your products Totally. It's ridiculous. Like I have a lot of people who ask me like, who are really like frightened to share their work online and like, dude, it's a really vulnerable thing. And like, it's super scary to like put something up and post it and have it be available to like a limitless amount of people to just judge you based on something that you're sharing. Like, yeah, that is scary. But also like, it's a massive privilege to be able to do that. Like this did not exist, like even 10 years ago to be able to have this like immediate access to all of these people who can see your work, who can buy it from the thing as well. Like we like, yeah, that resource never existed. Imagine if that existed like hundreds of years ago. Imagine if like Picasso had Instagram and he was able to like outsource his ideas to other people. Like so many cool stuff would happen. <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine? Like I... I'm so curious to see like what his stories would be like. Right? Oh, dude, I would oh literally be like Andy Warhol on Instagram would be oh the best. Would be the best ever. He was like, he was, he needed that. Right? <laughs> like, I feel like he, I wish he had Instagram. Like, it makes me so sad that he does not <laughs> This is the world we get to create for ourselves. So. <laughs> 100%. If you could tell yourself anything at the beginning of your journey, what would you tell yourself? Oh, definitely to just do the stuff, share it, and like, don't worry about it. Like, if you, if you, like, I've made, I've shared so many things that like I look back on now, and I'm just like, oh, that was totally crap. What was I doing? But, like, it doesn't matter. No one's gonna scroll through and be like, oh my god, I'm unfollowing her. She's like shitty. She's not the real deal. And if they do, like okay so what like it doesn't matter share the things if people people will judge you no matter what you share no matter what you do in your life so you might as well be doing the things that you want to do and sharing them freely and just like you can give a crap about it you can have an emotional response to that and feel scared but take that as an indication that you're pushing yourself to do something new and don't hold yourself back from it. Like if I shared and create the things that I wanted to create years ago, I would be so much further ahead right now, but it took like that process of learning that like, it's fine. It's okay. Nothing terrible is going to happen if I share something online and people, and if people don't like it or whatever, like it's all the process. I think I think even understanding that it's a process and understanding that where I am now is not where I'm going to be in five years or 10 years. 
and just trusting in that and believing in that that it's going to get where I want to go and trying to have some patience with that and then yeah just being strong enough in my own message to to just share the stuff to allow myself to be vulnerable to be confident in what I'm creating it's hard to do but yeah I've definitely it, it's been a turning point for me of just being like I'm going to share whatever I want to share and people can like it or not like it but I'm sharing it because it feels right to me and that was really hard to do in the beginning <laughs> oh totally because I don't know why we all have this huge fear of like like lightning is going to strike us down or something if we share the wrong thing online I don't know what it is but it's like and then you kind of get past it and you're like why was I so afraid of that like no one's gonna <laughs> knock on your door and be like you're arrested I didn't like your last post <laughs> like <laughs> but it's that thing where we think that everybody is watching us and we feel like everybody's judging us when in reality everyone's just like super busy with their own lives mm-hmm. and if you look at how like we even use like the internet or social media apps. We literally just scroll through. We'll stop for a millisecond if it's something that we absolutely love and mm-hmm. like it. And yeah. that's like the things we love. If like we don't care about something, we will see it in a millisecond. It really, really doesn't matter. You're adding to like a huge, huge pool of things. Like it's a little droplet. It's, it's not that big of a deal, but it also kind of is that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's scary, but no one's watching. No one's really judging you. So you're cool. Share the things. <laughs> 100%. And sometimes I think about it the other way. I'm like, you work so hard to get people to see stuff. And sometimes it feels like people don't even see it. So I'm like, don't worry about people seeing it. Like, think about how you can get them to see it. It's fine. No, one will see it's fine. no one's going to see it anyways. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> What's your creative process like? Like, do you know what you're going to paint when you go to paint it or? Yeah, um, it depends. So usually I have a lot of, it's going to sound crazy, but I have a lot of paintings that come to me in dreams. Mm. Um, or I'll just be like laid in a bath and have like an idea for a project, which I did the other day. I was literally laid in the tub <laughs> and had like a full idea for this new project that I'm really excited to learn and to create. Um, yeah, and I got out the bath and I'm literally like on eBay, like ordering supplies that I need for it. Cause I was like, oh wow, like I never thought of this before, but this bath like gave me the idea. So, I guess it's when, I guess I have ideas when I'm just like allowing myself to be still or getting on with other things. I've never had a really good idea when I'm sat there telling myself, right, you're at the computer. It's time to have a really good idea. I'm sat in front of like a blank canvas. It's never going to (laughs) happen. I have to just be doing things. I'll see something that's set in colors and will really inspire me. Um, yeah, even like just going for a wander around shops and if I see a couple of colours together that like feel really good, <laughs> then it will inspire me to create an image based on that. Um, yeah, just going out and living life and seeing things, that's the only way to like fill my cup so I can feed it out into my other, my own creative output. Yeah, yeah I, I think- love that. Like inspiration just comes from everywhere and like when you're not expecting it. Exactly. And you get a lot of people and even myself in the past where like I've had periods of feeling really stuck mm-hmm. and feeling uninspired. Like it will always come up, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like there is so much stuff to be inspired by constantly. Absolutely. absolutely. Like you can show, sure, you can scroll through the internet and see so many things that like we have access to ridiculous amounts of things online that will be able to inspire you. Mm-hmm. 
but I think it's about like getting out there and like experiencing life and living a little bit and just being allowing allowing ourselves to soak things up like we it's not available for us to be bored and unmotivated there's too much stuff to be excited about the sheer fact that like we are alive on like a rock flying through space is the most exciting thing ever <laughs> yeah 100% but, yeah, there's too much stuff to like there's too much stuff that other people have created to consume for me to ever be like oh my god I'm so like bored with things and so uninspired because I've got like a list of a hundred books that I need to read and like there's all of these other images and things that I can look at and consume that can feed into the things that I want to create oh yeah absolutely and um, this kind of leads into the other question I was going to ask you but do you ever feel like doubt when you go to create something and like how do you manage that Definitely. I think especially around painting, mm. um, painting is a really, really frustrating thing to do. Mm. And I find I, the more that I paint, I figure that there's like an arch that goes through as I'm doing a painting and there's like the really excited beginning of it where the idea is super fresh and I'm just excited to like throw down the colors. And then cause I, I paint in a way that's quite, um, nearing on to realism so like it's there's a lot of technicality that goes into it and a lot of hours which like I love art and I love painting but like it gets super boring <laughs> I spend about 30 hours on a painting and like there's no way to keep your energy like completely at the height there's no way to be completely like high on it and high on the act of creativity for that long and you'll come to these points where everything I make, I try to do it in a way that pushes me to get better with everything I do. So I want everything to be a little bit more difficult. I'll put an element in it that I'm not fully confident that I know how to do. So it's a learning process. And that is super frustrating. <laughs> so these points where like, I can't do it and I'm struggling through doing it and it's really, really hard. But I think it's just a case of remembering that like, this is the process. This is why I'm doing it. I'm doing it so I learn. I'm doing it so I get better. And if I push myself from focus through doing this, then like in a couple of hours, I'll be on the other side of it where I've achieved that thing. And like, I feel like I can friggin' absolutely take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> like the self-doubt is always there mm -hmm. in like in most things that I do there's always going to be an idea of like oh if I make this thing will people give a crap about it there's mm. always going to be those ideas of like am I even capable of doing this but I think it's still just listening to that and being like cool you feel scared it's okay <laughs> and just being like you're allowed to like feel these ways like don't feel that if you feel doubt that's not a reason to stop doing the thing mm. that's that you're pushing yourself to do something you haven't done before so like dude that's pretty sick like I can honor that and be like okay let's do this like let's amp ourselves up go through it go through the process come out the other side and feel like on fire yeah totally because I think sometimes people are like oh yeah self-growth and then they realize it's like a really uncomfortable process usually that is like super not glam and not sexy at all to actually do it <laughs> yeah like self-care is a lot of bubble baths for me but it's mm. also like getting to the root of like really difficult feelings and like pushing myself in ways that like do not feel fun and do not feel comfortable to do mm. but that's yeah that's the journey of it that's the really getting to know yourself and getting to understand yourself you can't just put a band-aid of things over it because the emotion and the feelings are always going to be there mm. you've got to let it surface let it come out and then you can actually face it and deal with it Totally. And the more you kind of push into it, I think you give yourself like more space in that container, like you've grown and then you can push past it and keep expanding, which is 
like the whole point I guess <laughs> you for people feeling uncomfortable <laughs> absolutely <laughs> what is something you manifested recently and what are you manifesting in the future oh, I love this um so I feel like I am I feel like I'm building a lot of momentum just with my life and my career right now, which feels really, really good. And I guess that is from just like pushing my, myself through that self-doubt. And yeah, I've just been feeling in like a really, really good, just excited that like the hell about life kind of place lately. And all of these things have been coming to me that I didn't even like anticipate or didn't even ask for. Like I've had free tickets to workshops that I really, really wanted to go to. Um, I've had, I, dude, I was on stage at Fleetwood Mac oh and God. I was like, I saw that. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. I never specifically asked for that, but like, I guess I'm asking for like these experiences and these opportunities and they're coming to me in ways that like I wouldn't have imagined or even like being available to ask the universe for because I didn't know that was an option. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was really funny. Just the other day I wrote, when it was a Vega um, new moon, I think it was, I think I wrote the, my manifestation list for the season. Mm. I was like, this is all the things that like I'm bringing in, I'm asking for. So I wrote that on the morning, I think of the first or something. And yeah, on it, I was like, oh, I want Gala to interview me for the Gala Darling show. Yeah. And I swear down, like two hours later, she like popped in my DMs and was like, hey, Gabby, can I interview for the Gala Darling show? And I was like, what the hell? That was like two <laughs> hours later. <laughs> like, how am I this on fire? And then, yeah, on the list, I also have like a new pair of Yeezys underneath it. So like, I'm expecting the DMs. Those are going to show up tomorrow. <laughs> in <minute> now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I generally I just think that like putting these ideas out there and also putting myself in a position for them to come to me is like mm. what I'm finding is the secret sauce mm. being available for the universe to deliver you these things and for people to pop up and be like you are a person that's available to this is yeah it's something that took me a really long time to realize but is slowly I feel like ah oh, just good things are coming. Like it's really exciting and all of these opportunities and, and even projects like, and ways that I can create, they would never have come to me if I didn't believe in myself enough to start creating them in the beginning. And that is also like a way to ask the universe for what you want. Like a lot of the times people get really specific that like you have to write manifestation lists or you have to visualize things, but actually like the act of being like, Oh, I'm going to commit myself to creating these things because I feel really inspired to it. That is you saying to the universe, like I want to make things like this. So I am making things like this. Yes. So then they're like, Oh, we're going to send you some more things, <laughs> some more things that you'll really like. A hundred percent. Cause I think so much of it is being like, okay, this is what I want to make. And then you're like, well, I'm just going to start taking those first steps because I believe it's going to happen. And then the universe is like, oh, she's serious. And then starts giving you all this other stuff as well. That's even like more than you could have ever asked. <laughs> We've just constantly got to prove to the universe that we're serious. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, it's like, are you serious? And you're like, yep, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple of rapid fire questions. Um, what is your favorite book? Ooh, this one's super tricky. I read a lot. I read maybe about probably between like five to 10 books a month. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite book, oh my God, I probably should have thought about this before. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I really love Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. That one is like, just reading that for the first time just felt like everything that I felt but didn't understand was just perfectly articulated out for me. She is such a beautiful writer and she just talked about the creative process in oh, just the most delicious way. Yeah, she's one of my favourite authors. Like everything she writes, I'm just like, oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favourite crystal to work with? Um, amethyst. I love amethyst. I just got an amethyst pipe, which is hilarious. Love it. <laughs> but it's kind of like the creative crystal and it's stunningly beautiful as well. So yeah. I always have like chunks of it lying around. Yeah, one of my faves as well. <laughs> and what are your sun, moon, and rising signs? Yeah, so my sun is Taurus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I used to think that my rising was Leo and my moon was Taurus based on like what I thought was my old birth time. Mm. And then a few months ago, my mom found my like birth chart from the hospital and I was born at 444, which is like amazing. <laughs> but it completely changed my chart. Yeah. <laughs> so now I, I'm still obviously a Taurus moon, but my moon and my rising are both Vega. Oh. And, yeah and when I first found that out I was like oh hell no like I love I have so many friends who are beggars and I'm all about the energy but like it just did not feel like me at all and I think it's only like because it's beggar season as well now I'm like oh this makes sense like this I am so beggar like it makes so much sense um <laughs> And also, like, I've been really frustrated for myself for, like, not being, like, organized and stuff. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's because, like, I've just, like, been totally unaware of that part of myself. So I'm, like, having a little realization and a reconnection with my Virgo signs. (laughs) Oh, my God. I absolutely love that. (laughs) I love Virgo season. Like... I think like midheaven is Virgo and apparently that kind of like governs like how you like to show up in career and stuff. And I was like, I love organizing stuff. This doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. I think even like if people don't have it in the charts, like it's just the back to school vibes and like in Australia, it's really amazing because it's springtime now as well. So I'm just clearing everything out. Oh Oh my God. I love a good closet clearing session. Like so good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you so much for doing this it was thank a pleasure you. Thanks for and meals. where can people find you online yeah um i'm always on instagram Perfect. so i'm at gabriella rosie on instagram and then my website is www.gabriellarosie.com so there you have it i believe there is a pre-sale going on for the next round of bad bitch affirmation cards which you should 100 percent get your hands on because they are amazing and i thanks for listening i will see you next week bye for now <laughs>